Does everybody know what time it is? Time, gee, that sure is a funny word, isn't it? You ever notice how the word time rhymes with the word rhyme? I mean, maybe that's why that musician Grimes was so popular, because that means she's good at writing rhymes for her songs. I mean, why do they call them songs anyway? They're basically more poems set to music. They should just call it Poozik, right? Oh, God, this is going to be a long episode of grunt work. Tim the Tool Man, foolproof plan repellent. His misogynistic manuscripts can't withstand these spits. Mm. Flashing like a Japan tourist, this episode is almost racist. While (laughs) Tim is cramming to understand these basic human concepts, my fam submits to listen to Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that is still crazy after all these years. (laughs) I am Landon, all work and no play, Solano, joined always by my co-host, Truman, Makes Caps a doll boy. Uh, well, look, Truman, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, Landon, and I am a doll boy. Does your fam actually listen to this podcast, though? Because mine sure doesn't. No. No, 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 which I, which far more of a blessing than a curse, I would say. Well, we've done a, we've, we've done a Slang Nights episode recently, uh, in which I reveal I, maybe not as up on my modern slang as i should be but my what? understanding you? of fam yeah <laughs> i know right my my understanding of fam isn't family biologically necessarily it, it it's more the fam you surround yourself with ah the fam it, you am make. i incorrect on that no 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 you're you're not you're not incorrect on that i would just say that even if you broaden your definition of fam most of my fam still doesn't listen to this like even you know, my my <laughs> close dear okay. friends who are Fair not point. you I... sometimes you're like are you still making that podcast i'm like yeah i have been pretty consistently <laughs> that's where i am on wednesdays fair point okay yes uh then it stands accurate both ways okay so this is the this is the part where i basically just shit on you for introducing our podcast in a creative uh fashion so i uh, glad we've <laughs> glad we've got that out of the way um Truman, what an episode to come back to i was really thinking that what as, as this episode unfolded and got underway and which i'm already gonna say the weirdest episode of home improvement i think that they've made there there's contenders but as this got underway i was thinking like wait was the show always this and i just forgot because i've been watching so many william o'leary movies there have been extended sequences of this um okay i want i don't want to bring my contempt to i i think sometimes in trying to be a realist i come off very cynical Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. and so i don't i don't want my contempt for this to taint our enjoyment recording this today but i will say um motherfucker got paid how many million per episode? And I mean, he did fucking this. I, I now now I'll come at it from a different perspective. Um, okay, okay. Uh, this episode undeniably sucks. It is not a it is not a good episode of television. It's anyway, you slice an episode. it. <laughs> but it's very interesting. It sucks in an interesting and unique way, and I really mm. appreciate that. And I also I really respect whatever creative I respect and am fascinated by whatever creative process led to the creation of this episode of television because boy they swing for the fences they they do something really ambitious and i mean they don't 
they like it's like they swing for the fences and like they they then like the baseball bat like melts in their hands or something <laughs> like it, it's it does the ball yeah. doesn't even connect with anything but we, it's this this might end up being our shortest episode of grunt work or 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 possibly our longest because i'm just gonna want to sit and like I, I got to a point very early on where it's like, I'm not even mad at what this episode is doing. I'm just, I'm like, okay, show me more. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm excited okay. to see how far this goes. We have um, very different approaches to this. I mean I, I mean, I felt like my time had been wasted. I mean, I felt like, uh, I felt like I hadn't been up to much that was that good anyway. Like I, I sat down to watch it and I was like, <laughs> You know, a lot of the time I feel like I know where the episode is going and I feel like that's when my time is wasted when I just can I can see the beats ahead of the show. This one, it's like I have no idea where you're taking me. Um, I I would have rather have seen the beats in a beat field where I could pick my own beats and then make my own steamed beats and eat the beats. While recording the podcast, yes. We, we all know, all of our misophonia listeners know your love of beats, certainly. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, they remember, trust me. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, we should talk about the episode, I think. I mean, and not just in the vague, maddeningly general terms that we're using, which are probably upsetting right. the people who haven't seen it. But let's tell them what we're talking sure. about before we keep talking sure. about it. I, 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 I'm... I'm lying even asking the question because the question is misleading, but what happens in this episode? Okay. Uh, what happens in this episode is, Tim needs to write three chapters of a book in one weekend while his family is out of town. He does. <laughs> Fucking hate Scene. this episode so much. It's like... Do you, no... <laughs> do, do you want to... Before we go into personal reflections, do you want to try to guess, guess the title? Even... The title is lazy as shit. Oh man, I mean, okay, I'm probably I, I probably already will not get it. I should I should clarify, realizing looking at some of my titles, the book that he's supposed to write is about manhood and masculinity and manliness. I, I mean, obviously, like, duh, like we all knew this was going to happen. Okay, first option, Tim Book Two. <laughs> T-U, not T-W-O. That's the sequel. That's when he has yeah. to write his second book. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if in the next 12 remaining episodes of, of Home Improvement, they do another episode like this. Um, <laughs> second option, Dick <Okay>. Lit. <laughs> I Math? don't exactly get it, but you uh, know I'm, what? You said dick. Yeah, it's like Chick Lit, but, but it's about masculinity oh, and men dumb. and... Yeah. Dude, come Got on. It. Got it. Yeah, you. Well, I yeah, forgot you... the gum was. I forgot that he chews gum. Oh, gum. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. There's a lot of gum shots in this episode. Uh, so Jesus next Christ. option. <laughs> next option is Al by myself. Okay. I mean, I would rather I... watch that episode where it's Al by himself. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that goes without saying. That's kind of an obvious point. We all would rather, we, Al would rather so I, have watched that episode. I give that a, a, a that's a, that you get an E on that one. An okay. F. I, Just because it makes me, it makes me lament not being able to see that instead of what we got. Okay, I, I see, I see. Uh, so, and then last option uh, for a title, uh, Crude Dude Solitude. <laughs> 
which which I I you know I think applies to this episode, but also in in a way, uh, as someone who, as we'll get into uh, soon, spent the entire weekend before this alone with his girlfriend out of town. I think crude dude hey, solitude right. is a is a uh, that's a real concept that uh, yeah. that is actually a uh, you know an important masculine idea. So. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just so, I'm trying to do plays on Fortress of Solitude right now, and nothing's mm, coming to mind. Yeah, um, I mean, if you have Altris a Fortress of Solitude, <laughs> Solitude. <laughs> that sounds Solitude. It somehow makes me just think of like sitting alone and eating salads, which is <laughs> it was, not what Tim does a, in this episode. It was, it was a edgy product from the '90s where they tried to give salads a a kind of. <laughs> Hard edge, hard edge marketing. It, it was the, it was the gogurt of salads. It was just this this tubular <laughs> package that you'd tear open, and it was just like croutons and chopped up uh, iceberg lettuce, and and you know intermixed <laughs> with Caesar dressing. You just squeeze it into your into your mouth. Yeah, salitude. Just, <laughs> salitude is just croutons and ranch. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're like Snyder's of Hanover. It's the, the the crouton is hollowed out. There's ranch inside, and it's a kid on a skateboard with elbow pads popping them in his mouth at the skate park. Oh man, this is that we we live in America. I am certain that will be a product in our lifetime. That it, yeah, I mean it's it it has been or it will be or it has been and will be. It's the it's or it always has been. Th- there's and always th- will be. There's some some executive you know putting up a picture of Dunkaroos and then putting up a picture of a salad and then just kind of <laughs> like looking at the boardroom expectantly waiting for his money. Um. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, what do you got about technical specs for this episode? This is me How remembering about the actual title. Oh, the actual title? Fuck, I always am wrong about what is coming next on this show. I never <laughs> once have gotten it right. I can't, I find Home Improvement very predictable, but Gruntwork, the show that I make and edit about the show, I cannot predict what comes next. This, this show remains only, an enigma. You've only got 13 more episodes to get it right. <laughs> oh, man, that'll be, that'll be the real test. Someone should go through and, and do the Truman forgetting the itinerary of the show count, which I think oh, will be God. higher than the Grunt count. The... Episode title is Home Alone. I'm clapping my hands to my cheeks and uh, theatrically screaming. Um, I mean, <laughs> descriptive, yes, and maybe better than Tim Book 2. Um, <laughs> that was my favorite of yours. Oh, thank, I really liked Crude Dude Solitude, but, uh, you know, hey, we, we've, we've all got our faves. Folks, write in. Vote, vote in, the, in the online poll. Um... Okay. This episode aired. Yes. January 19th, 1999. I don't know if you remember, uh, I guess people who are listening with us, uh, right before we went on our bonus episode break, <laughs> we entered 1999. Ah, yes. So here we are in the last year of the millennium. This is what we've been partying like all this time. <laughs> Indeed. It, yeah. Uh, a guy being all alone eating an entire pizza. That's partying like it's 1999. I've done it. I've been there. Get on my level, Prince. I lived there for a long time. Uh, this episode was directed by good old Jeffrey Nelson and written by Jennifer Salata and Adam England. Uh, Truman, I'm just gonna 
I'm gonna break with tradition and go into my personal reflection immediately. I'll tell you how I felt. Yeah. What? Yeah. What do you think of the episode? You haven't telegraphed any opinions thus far. <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to be a credited writer on something that clearly had no writing? <laughs> It would be, it would be pretty, that would be pretty good. It would, I think it would also just be nice to be a credited writer or a staffed writer on a show that produces 25 episodes a season, no matter what. <laughs> that also would be cool. Yeah. But this one especially, oh man, I... That's my, that's my only reflection. I, so this episode um, reminded me, I think why I like this episode is it kind of reminded me of like two different really ambitious BoJack Horseman episodes. There is an episode where BoJack has to write his entire memoir in one weekend and winds up going on a crazy drug trip. And then there is an episode that consists entirely of just a shot of BoJack as he gives a half hour long eulogy at a funeral. And oh, yeah. I, I mean, this is kind this sort of combines both of those concepts and does sort of the thing that I think BoJack to its great credit would do every season where they'd try to do one episode that was just completely off the wall, uh, like it, you know, it that that changes the format of the show yeah. in a drastic way. That that I don't know, and and seeing Home Improvement do that, and I think there's been so many times where an episode setup has been happening, and I've I've thought, you know, some part of my brain, some hopeful childlike part of my brain has thought, oh man, I wonder if they're going to take it in this wild direction. And they never do because it's a 90s sitcom. So <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, when Tim is telling Al, uh, you know, oh my, you know, Jill and the boys are away all weekend. I've got to write this whole book. I thought like, man, I wonder if the whole episode is going to be like Tim alone in the house. Like just kind of t take it, just seeing what Tim is like when there's no one else for him to interact with and like deconstructing his character. I mean, that would be cool, but they'd never do it they did it <laughs> and and it it failed but it, but again i cannot stress enough how glad i am that they tried and it, this is really an interesting way for an episode to be bad now i want to go on the record by saying that i i don't disagree with your enthusiasm for those types of episodes and yeah i would want to give it credit for trying to break from format and try something different and, and a little, you know, left of center. But I don't think, I don't think that they were trying to be as trailblazing as, as you're suggesting. <laughs> I, I, want I, to... I really truly think they're like, fuck, we have 27 episodes this season to fill. That is four more than normal. We have to fill an episode with something. Now, if what we got was, like, Tim taking the boys away because Jill had to finish her doctor's thesis or something, and it was through Jill's perspective, you know, I might be a little more forgiving. But yeah, well, the fact yeah. that we have to sit inside of Tim's head for 22 minutes and just see nothing but Tim mugging for the camera, I by the time he shoots the pencil up does a little countdown like as a rocket ship mm -hmm. i to, to rapturous laughter and applause ready to throw my bowl of oatmeal at my tv screen <laughs> i was so livid <laughs> that it was oatmeal. taking up my time to do this i like yeah i again i agree and it's i was looking at that and just marveling at the fact that th that probably more people watched tim pretending his pencil was a rocket ship than watched the finale of breaking bad you know like like 
like more people watched that one moment of television than the total number of people who have watched the show The Wire or The Leftovers combined. <laughs> like like that, that, and just thinking about the things <laughs> that so that depressing. America uh, enjoyed. I mean, this whole episode, it is really just Tim free associating off of his own minor monologue, inner monologue is what I mean. Uh, But I I mean, it's not even like mugging is a, like I hadn't thought of his performance as mugging until you said it. But, and part of me is like, it's kind of low energy mugging because it's mainly like, it doesn't even seem like he's putting his whole exactly ass into it. It's dumb as shit. It's just a waste of time. I mean, okay. Well, look, look. There's there's yin and yang here. Inside inside each of us, there are two grunt work co-hosts with differing opinions about a thing, and they are always at war. Um, yeah, do, I guess. I so. mean, look. Do we want to? I mean, do we want to just uh, dive into this episode? Do we? Yeah. Do we want you to to sit alone for an entire weekend coming up with an elaborate intro for our deep dive? I no, I got one right here. Ready for oh, it? Okay. Okay, I am ready for it. A B C O R R R deep dive. If they're oh, not putting folks. effort into it, I'm not either. Oh man, yeah, because because typically typically we really we put a great deal uh, in. Well, okay, you know you do put a great deal into your deep dives. That's true. Um, okay, so we start out at tool time. Uh, we don't realize it if you're watching it for the first time. You don't realize, oh wow, Tim's surrounded by other people. This is the last time we're gonna get this for a while. Um, but it's the, <laughs> I would have savored it a little bit more had, uh, yeah, uh, I don't, had we, I know we, we would have, we would have maybe not been cringing quite as hard at, uh, the tool time salute to international relations, which boy, the minute you hear those words come out, you just, you, you're, you're kind of, your bowels tighten up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, mine loosened. Uh, so he is, uh, you know, it's, it's, this is basically the tool time salute to NAFTA. They're just talking about, you know, foreign manufacturers of tools and they have mm-hmm. invited the president of a major Japanese tool company onto the show and, and, oh man, my bowels, uh, got even tighter <laughs> at yeah, the thought of some, even looser. G- some, uh, some good old fashioned nineties anti-Japanese racism coming down the pike. Yeah, and it probably doesn't be okay. Choose your battles, Landon. I was gonna say the they have the this kind of array of UN flags behind them, and outside of Japan, like they're just nothing but Caucasian flags. I mean, I I mean, I don't know, man. I I don't know if we can choose to get mad at flag selection for uh, for for home improvement at this point. We're this we're this far in. That's a that's so. a yeah, that's a season right. okay. one beef. Strike it from the record. I, well, Your Honor. I I mean, listen, they're they're the ones setting the stage with this international, you know, relations bit, and they bring on Getty Watanami, which I we are going to go into a long deep dive on his character actor corner later. Okay, okay, I'm I'm excited because, I, well, look, and honestly, he comes out playing uh, Mr. Nakamura from what they believe is Nakamura Industries, and they have th- they assumed that this was a technology company, but it turns out that they accidentally booked the guy from Nakamura Novelties, so it's just a Japanese guy with a kind of thick accent showing off uh, a bunch of different novelty gag toys. I... I gotta admit, though, honestly, this isn't a good bit, and it's not like I don't. It just was so much less racist than I thought it was gonna be. Like I, I really, 
I was expecting so much worse than what we got that it was actually kind of a relief. I will admit some of the racism is is just residual from the role he's most known for playing, but uh, we'll we'll get there in due time. Okay, okay. I mean, I think I think also some some of the some of the racism w- was also just you know in in the sort of concept of there is no joke to this guy other than that he has a a thick Japanese accent yeah. and yeah. he's it's insensitive debuting at the novelties. Least. Yeah, but that's you know, but again, that's what we're calling that a plus. Um. <laughs> So I don't know. Like what what are, what do we got? What are the, what are some of the novelties he's got? It's a it's a it's like a hand on a stick called the lazy grabber so you can pick stuff yeah. up without having to leave your chair. Yeah. My dad's uh, been using one of those since he hurt his hip. I mean, Doesn't and have a weird fake flesh hand on it though. <laughs> well, that's that's cuz he didn't shop with Nakamura novelties. I, right, your yeah. your dad got this it's this inferior American made novelties. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Land it. The, I think in, was it in Adios? I don't know which episode, but Tim goes on an extended rant about foreign-made novelty goods and how... That's right, America- yeah. Oh my god, th- they just spun this bit off of another bit. This yeah. is like a, this is like a, the, this is the, that bit extended universe. And I, if memory serves me, I don't know that it was Japanese, it was definitely like, he made note of the Asian food vomit because it had noodles and stuff in it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm amazed. I'm just realizing this live on air that oh yeah, what what our tool time bit was basically just uh, extrapolated from from one joke in another episode. Yep. Um. So he's also so he's got the noodle guard, which is like a plastic thing you wrap around your ha- your uh, head to protect you from ramen backsplash. Um. <laughs> there- there's the all-day tissue dispenser, which is a hat with a toilet paper roll on it, and he puts that on Al's head and then pulls the roll down so that the uh, the the toilet paper is covering Al's face. And Al dramatically <laughs> pulls the toilet paper aside from his face and goes, for the guy on the go who has to go. And the line and itself, not three funny, more but poop jokes. I, I, I like the, yes, the uh, of, uh, succession of poop jokes that I did not even bother to write down. But I, I did you. admire the elan with which Al pulls the the toilet paper aside very dramatically. <laughs> I that yeah. that brought me joy in that moment. Yes. That sparked joy. Um you, and you then, would keep that in your house. I, I would keep that in my house. I would also keep the final thing, the grin grabber in the house, which is just a pair of glasses, and then they have a pulley system and these two things that hook it to the corners of your mouth, and then you pull down on two strings and they pull up the corners of your <laughs> mouth to make it look like you're smiling. Oh. How passive aggressive would it be to wear that to work? <laughs> Just you're in a Zoom meeting and NHR is like <laughs> asking you about your your performance, and you're like, "What do you mean I'm not happy?" And you're just clearly wearing that and pulling the string to make you smile. <laughs> yes, every uh, every uh, you know Zoom happy hour at work, you're just you, you, I bet you have to kind of just staple those to the bottom of your desk to keep your smile locked into place. Yeah. Um, I would just hang a weight on the bottom of it, so it just <laughs> continuously held it open. Yeah, but then that's gonna that that's probably going to put like that's you're gonna get neck aches from having to support all of that yeah, I guess uh, so. all of that strain. But I, if you're upset that you're in pain, no one will know because you'll be smiling the whole time. So uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, so that's the scene. That's that's it. Yeah. We just kind of like and yep. that that's that's our most plot heavy scene. So yep. get ready, people. We're, we're gonna hit Superdrive here. Yeah this this episode. <laughs> If you have notes on the theme song, now's the time. 
I I don't. I I don't. I again, it was just sort of a. I didn't know it was coming. This was this was you know September tenth. This was just me blissfully oh ignorant boy. of of what was what was coming down the the, the pike. I have no comment on that. Um, let's I, okay. How do you want to break this down? I mean, I there's really not much to synopsize. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it it doesn't make sense to go through them in order, I don't think, because it's just, what what comes next, we've talked about this in other episodes, there's the one where they're installing, um, where they're they're installing burglar alarms and stuff at the house, I think there's the one where they build the, uh, the room downstairs for Randy, where there will be an extended sequence of just... 15 second bits and then a transition and a 15 second bit. And that goes on for a couple minutes. And I think in those episodes we have joked, Oh man, we were worried the whole show was going to be that way. This episode, the whole show is that way. Yeah. The rest of this episode is 15 second bits. And I, I worry that by going through it bit by bit, bit, we're going to, I'm going to hyper focus on the, the shit that's trying to come out of Tim's head. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're going, Which, yeah. You know, he's writing a book. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it almost Who... seems like he is being tasked to write Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man. I, yes. I, I feel like also, I kind of think an episode about how Tim got approached to write a book is an interesting episode. Like, what yeah. is the process behind that? What kind of person would want the famously illiterate uh, Tim Taylor to write a book. <laughs> I, why? Why Binford wants him to write a book about being a man and not Binford Tools or or the history of Binford or Tim's experience coming up through Tool Time, the history of Tool. Why write a misogynistic book? Y- yeah, exactly. Like I, I feel like I mean maybe maybe whoever uh, offered you know him money to write a book clearly recognized this guy does not know about tools so it's like well he talks about being a man a lot i don't know let's get that we can't we can't make a Just book a out of grab. him setting stuff on fire i want to set he, his book on fire i i mean i mean well look i mean i think you i think you have a copy of of uh, someone someone who is oh, almost tim taylor's, tim taylor's. oh i see i see uh well okay that also we got an episode like this i i why isn't there why didn't we have two different episodes about lisa having to write a book back when she was on the show because pamela anderson wrote two yeah well three if you count her new autobiography oh shit you're right and then there would have to be an episode about a uh, limited series being made about that without her consent um so he's been hired to write a book about manhood and he's Ben and he's just like he took the publisher's advance and then he hasn't done anything for six months and now the first three chapters are due on Monday. Yeah, and I'm I. It's just like uh, Marty and his kids have been a multiple episode spanning arc, and I feel like Tim being hired to write a book and basically kind of in, at the end of the show, minor celebrity Tim Taylor beginning to follow the same path as then minor celebrity Tim Allen follows, that would be kind of an interesting snake-eating-its-tail moment, and I sort of would have been interested in a three-episode arc about that, and I think I can pick some episodes that we could have sacrificed, such as whitewater rafting. uh, This one. This one times three. Yeah, like... I'm not saying this episode would have been objectively better if we had more background on why Tim has been hired to write a book. I just think that of all the 
There's a lot of interesting and potentially invigorating stuff for the show about Tim having to write a book about manhood, and they they found kind of the worst way into that that story. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, asking people around him, you know, what do you think of this idea, having conversations about the type of things he wants to write, you know, and, and the conflict and drama that can come from that when he pitches it to Jill or... You know, to to Al, you know, what what's Al's take on all of this? Uh, probably it's probably very different from Tim's and there's room for yeah. conflict there and probably uh, some some jokes from Tim that we would not agree with. Uh, but do yeah, we, do we really have to? I mean, he gets a tape recorder at one. So a lot of this episode <laughs> is his his voiceover. I just you know I'm sorry. where I'm going with this. I you just remember the tape recorder bit now. Oh, sorry. Go on. A lot of this episode is you know voiceover of what's going on in his head, and then him saying something out loud as if in response to his head. Yeah. And so, like at a certain point, he orders a pizza because he deserves a, a break, even though he hasn't started. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, someone calls on the phone to switch. Per, you know, long distance providers. Uh, he gets a, a yellow pad out because he can't type on the computer. So then we literally watch him draw a picture. But when uh, he gets the tape what's recorder, what's the picture out, of? What's, what's the that? picture? What what does he draw a picture of? Uh, Hercules from Disney. It looks like. And what's Hercules uh, doing? His nose. Yeah, he draws a picture of a man picking his own nose. That's right, folks. Prime time. And TV. we watch every fucking line being drawn yep. on screen. Kind gets, of impressive really a tape recorder and he's like i know i will just speak my thoughts into this and then transcribe them later he sits down and i'm okay listen i realize i'm looking in the mirror here when i say this <laughs> but he he proceeds to just make fart noises <laughs> to the tape recorder this episode had already lost me in in terms of me feeling like my time was wasted uh and what? When he started going and then going into a Star Trek riff, like I, I was like, get the, what the get? Why did this get approved for TV? I, I mean, I mean, let's see. Season eight, Home Improvement was averaging about seventeen point seven million viewers per episode. So, for the record, that's like that's like about basically double the population of the city of New York. Like, just imagine. If everyone in New York City and then, like, the entire population of San Antonio just, all got together to watch a guy record just, fart noises and play them back. Standing in Times Square and on the big screen is just Tim making fart noises into a microphone, into uh, the, a the, tape recorder. The, the multitudes and their millions just chanting, farts, farts, farts. And then and then Tim, Tim does the extended... Uh, the extended Captain Kirk impression where he's accusing Spock of farting because it smells inhuman and the crowd just goes nuts and starts, you know, ripping each other's heads off like in the uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit video. Um, I, it's, it's, um, it, 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 it is like kind of the apotheosis of the show i think really it is and i'm i'm going off the assumption that i i used the word apotheosis correctly there but i <laughs> i i think that um the the whole show has always been about tim 
and centered around Tim and setting up Tim for jokes and larfs and everything yeah. has been in service of Tim. And this is the point at which we've stripped away all that other bullshit and we're making a show that is only Tim. It is just Tim in conversation with Tim. Yeah. And that's, I think, okay, maybe I need to mention it a little bit and I, I'll pull myself back. I'll I'll be on my best behavior. It's It's seeing Tim alone with his own thoughts and that his own thoughts have just reverted back to men and women are different men are doers you know uh just the the you know the the mission statement of the show you know brought back in full steam like lest we forget the last eight seasons of him learning lessons is just completely out the window you know he's really what we're seeing is no different than you know what we saw in season three it just i don't know it's just Some of the stuff that that he's thinking about, we're going to get to the dream sequence in a minute, (sighs) is just disgusting to me. I I think that it's I think it's better than what we've seen in season three, because Tim is not inflicting this on anyone else, though. He's not he's not calling a woman who believes in witchcraft dumb to her face. He is not mocking a tango dancer (laughs) at a dance studio in front of her entire class. They did have. Oprah Winfrey have to <laughs> make an intro, uh, you know, giving Tim credit for being a brilliant writer. I mean, yes, folks. Did we not mention that Oprah uh, is in this episode as a guest star? She's in this episode as a guest star. Yes, that Oprah. Um, so, <laughs> and Jay but, Leno but, and Lisa Gibbons. Who yeah, well, Jay Leno reprising his role. Um, no, no, Jay Leno. There are two Jay, Jay Leno's in this universe. There's oh. Jay Leno, the, the talk show host, and then there's the guy that works at uh, Papa the, Mia's personal garage. I, okay, you're you're assuming you're assuming that Papa Mia isn't just so rich that he hired Jay Leno as his car guy. <laughs> Which or, or not even hire him. Jay Leno's just wherever there's a garage with more than five cars, he just pops up every now and then. Yeah, wherever there's a car in need of an oil change, uh, I'll be there. You know, wherever there's a tire in need of torquing, uh, I'll be there. Wherever there's a cop beating up on a guy, I'll be there to help the cop work on his car. You hear about this? <laughs> um, so, I, but you you also, you know, you're saying how much, you know, Tim's misogyny and thoughts about men and women are present here. I honestly, I would hate, I would, I would be mad about this episode if it was just kind of an extended rehash of his men are pigs bit and it's him just doing fully formed thoughts and ideas he he thinks a little he ideates a little bit about how men do this and women do this but it almost always just free associates into complete nonsense that has no like it it, it stops being about men and women and it just becomes about like fart noises or like him pretending that's, a pencil's a rocket and it's like that's that's, <laughs> that's less the truest thing that's uh, whenever you extrapolate or you you Take those thoughts as far as you can. There is a certain, you know, irrationality to it that, you know, the only way to get out of that thought process and realizing that you're wrong is to make a fart noise. I, I mean, it's I just I, I, I agree with you. I just also somehow find it less offensive because he can't even stay on task with an idea that I find objectionable. It's like if the Unabomber's manifesto went on for like three paragraphs and then it just became like a flip flip book of like a race car going around or like or like drawings of boobs or something it would be like okay well this is crude but you didn't get any any like worse you're not hurting any you you were only being hurtful for a little bit and then you just became nonsense like like it 
the it being just more men are pigs or something that looked like it was trying to set up a resurgence in stand-up for Tim Allen, I would have been like, ah, God, fuck this. You're just you're just trying to backdoor pilot him into his next stage of his career. But the fact that this was nonsense, it's almost like a work of Dadaist art. Like, it, it, <laughs> it means nothing. And I... <laughs> I I don't know. I kind of I can't I, help but salute it. I I I see what you're alluding to, and and I I want it to be there. I, I don't feel like it's quite as intentionally form breaking as I, I, it it should be to appreciate it. I I do just yeah. feel like it's a waste of time. No, look, I I don't think that this was intentionally form breaking. I think look, the the world is as you find it. Like this is here. I'm not thinking about <laughs> the 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 art. I don't think there was some greater artistic process that led to this episode. I am just looking at the episode that was presented to yeah. me and and delighting <laughs> in the and strange for- form it's taken. On behalf of our listeners, I appreciate you bringing a, a much more favorable viewpoint to the table. So it's this, not just me banging my head against the wall. Certainly. Speak, speaking of our listeners, I mean, this also is like a proto-podcast in a way. Like, this is all, like, I mean, the, the ep, not, not our podcast, which I think is an actual podcast, but this episode, which is just a dude alone basically talking to himself. Like, on a tape recorder. A, on a tape recorder. Um, yeah, it, it, well, look, okay, let's, let's talk uh, some about, uh, about what little we get of Jill and the boys, because basically the, the, the first hint that I got that, that this episode was taking us to crazy town is that our first shot back from the opening credits is Tim standing, like it's a shot from what is supposed to be outside the house at Tim standing in the front doorway, waving and we just hear the adr voices of jill and the boys on like a car engine they're going like bye bye see you later <laughs> bye bye yeah so i mean that leads me to believe we do get some brief we get brief like shots of them but separate from tim during the dream sequence and then brad yeah. is there at the very end was everyone just like, it seems like they just wrote them out of the show for this episode yeah. like they all just had the day off Wilson and Al are the only two that were tasked with uh, having to come into work that day. Yeah, I mean, and and boy, Wilson seems resentful of it. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm I'm fascinated by how contractually that works out because it really just seems like they. I mean, I guess they they put in very brief shots of them where clearly they just filmed them talking to the camera on a different day for this usage. Yeah. I don't I, I'm not the expert on this, but I do know that it's there is like a certain ratio of this was filmed for a specific episode. And I'm kind of referring to their clips in the dream sequence that hasn't been it's not archived footage from another episode. Mm-hmm. So it, it probably. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't are they getting paid per episode? Are they getting paid per season? I, I don't know, but I, I would imagine they did the bare minimum to. <laughs> meet their contracts for this episode. I, I mean, I believe that that I believe that everyone's getting paid per episode, and I believe that they're just mandated to appear in every episode. And so yeah. they've they've they all appear, but that's uh that's about that's about it. Um, although I have to I have to say I feel like the camera work in this episode is kind of a yeah. character in its own right because we get a lot of first person Tim's point of view shots a lot of a lot of the birds eye view Jeffrey Nelson uh is our our director who loves to use that that innovative boom shot that mm-hmm. uh you don't see on other sitcoms he's been doing it since he started with the show i think in season 2 um 
he he gets a lot of every I feel like every time you've mentioned oh that was a weird angle mm-hmm. that you know yeah. I remember you seeing one in the kitchen yeah. many seasons ago uh it's it's been a Jeffrey Nelson um episode so I I will give him credit for trying something visually a little bit different yeah, yeah, no. Je- Jeffrey Nelson is really kind of the Roger Deakins of uh, of three camera sitcoms. Uh, well, he's a director. I mean, <laughs> the relationship between the director and the camera person, I think, are a little bit different on TV than oh, oh, on movies. But okay, he's the Alfonso Cuaron of uh, of three camera sitcoms. <laughs> then elaborate elaborate camera okay. work on broken takes. Um, although, uh, also, since I'm just gonna keep on dropping, like, 101-level film school shit, uh, I was reminded at a bunch of points of Silence of the Lambs when he is having conversations with the pizza guy, and it's just, again, like... Oh, God, the, the pizza guy. The pizza guy looking... Him. There's a lot of people looking straight into the camera and talking directly to you, which in Silence of the Lambs is kind of how a lot of the conversations play out, and in... That movie done done to great effectiveness to make everyone seem really creepy and weird, and it's a little unsettling when people on a sitcom are talking directly to you yeah. like that. And there's something specific about this pizza guy. So at one point, Tim, you know, at the very beginning, actually, he sits down to write, and he's like, well, I'm ahead of schedule. I might as well eat, and then he orders a pizza because he doesn't want to eat any of the food that Jill made him. And, and he's um, rummaging through the, the fridge in first person looking at all the different Tupperwares. Right, right. But So he orders a pizza, and then later the pizza guy arrives, and in <laughs> true home improvement fashion, he's like, sorry I'm late. My car broke down. <sighs> Tim's like, oh, is that a GTO? He's like, yeah. Uh, blah 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 <laughs> cars 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 and Tim's like I'm building a hot rod he's like do you have time to show me <laughs> said no fucking pizza man ever can like I I it, it just I, I hate me, that I hate it so much it, it gives me like brain freeze like I'm eating ice cream too fast the thought of a pizza guy driving a wildly not fuel efficient a muscle car to deliver pizzas like that's just not like fine if you're a car guy and you want to have that car you, hey, be one of those be one of those pizza delivery guys who owns multiple cars you know that that totally makes sense but like just it's also the 90s where i don't think the conversations were as prevalent as they are today i it just uh it just or the options yeah i i don't i i don't I've never seen a pizza get delivered by a like classic car, and the idea that somebody with a, a beautifully restored muscle car from the 70s is going to be out with a stack of, of pizzas on their newly refinished leather seats is, is very amusing. It's, like well, that might be amusing. What's what's almost offensive to me is the fact that the show seems to think that every guy in the world loves cars enough that this pizza man, who is clearly a little, maybe just a little too old to be delivering pizzas, yes, would slightly be willing to give up the main source of his income, which is tips by delivering pizzas, to spend time in Tim's garage looking at Tim's dumbass hot rod. Okay, what's what's the thing? This is a fun game. What's the thing? Were you a pizza delivery guy that a person you were delivering to could mention they had in their house that you would want to go inside and see it? Uh, no wrong answers. Hey, we're just getting ready to screen. Stop making sense. Okay, see, perfect. There you are. <laughs> we we have a personal theater with a a hundred foot projector screen in the basement. Okay, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess... Hey, the, I, my cat just had kittens, and uh, we're trying to decide what to do with them. Right now, they're just kind of all cutely rolling around in, in bundles here in the living room. <laughs> oh, hey, we've uh, we've got Ronald Reagan's grave in here, and we're all going to take turns pissing on it if you want to join us. <laughs> all right, look, we all have our things. <laughs> oh, I'm so, oh, I'm sorry, did I get too negative all of a sudden? <laughs> Um, Tim Tim has his goddamn hot rods, and you have pissing on Ronald Reagan's grave. I, I mean, listen, I I want how, how I want many people. How many people in your universe just show up at your door saying, "Can I come in and piss on Ronald Reagan's grave too?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, that's that that would be that would be my show. I've got in in the garage. I am restoring <laughs> Ronald Reagan's like childhood home, so I can piss on that. I just want to, I want to somehow desecrate everything relating to Ronald Reagan. That truly is my is my hot rod. Um, oh, you know, I'm a cool, normal guy who's low key and fun to hang out with, <laughs> like me, America. Uh, so. Oh Tim is <laughs> Tim is struggling to do some writing on the computer, and I do want to say just I again I as I mentioned earlier my or maybe I didn't I don't know I I can't remember what happened this episode I think has warped my brain my girlfriend was out of town this past weekend and so I was home alone like this episode and just watching watching a man left to his own devices trying to write and finding new and innovative ways to distract himself. I mean, it me, guys. I mean, for all the shit that we're going to throw at <laughs> okay. this episode. Uh, yeah, go and go go further into that, because that was one thought I had this episode, which is, oh, Tim is writing. That's something that both Truman and I know a lot about. What is what? OK, through that lens, Truman, what is your your perspective on Tim's writing process? I, look, Tim's writing process, we can all jeer and point and boo and hiss. But honestly, oh. Uh, Walking around thinking about just thinking of the dumbest shit in the world and spotting stuff in your dwelling that you need to work on immediately and cannot possibly put off uh, uh, in order to not have to write is so much of my process. The only thing that (laughs) I think this gets wrong is Tim never lies face down on uh, his bed with his hands at his side, completely immobile for like 15 minutes, which... (laughs) Is kind of disturbing uh-huh. if you see me doing it, but actually that has gotten that has gotten me through some 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 difficult bouts of writer's it's block. Good, it's a good meditation technique. I, yeah, you know, it's a it's also a good suffocation technique. So you need to be sure not to have a pillow over your face. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, that's that's one of the things that I flagged with this is like Tim doesn't ever really seem in anguish. Like he is enjoying to some degree the distraction. I yes. Mean, there's the bare minimum guilt or or pressure that he's feeling to like, oh, I got to get back to it. But, you know, I've never been in the middle of writing something and then got up and <laughs> just turned on my podcast equipment and went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you're never doing that when you're you're writing. You wait until you're done writing and I have <laughs> called you. And that's when I have specifically carved out times of my day. <laughs> That's 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 what that's what sets you apart from Tim. That's what makes you a professional and a serious artist. <laughs> I he is yeah, he's never he's never 
really seems to be feeling the stress or the pressure of this. And I feel like, you know, let me pull in another weird movie comparison. I, you know, a couple months ago, I watched the James Bond movie Live and Let Die for dumb reasons and really didn't enjoy it much. And I realized that a lot of it is because Roger Moore, that was his first Bond movie, and he did a bunch of others, obviously. I think we all knew this. But he, his whole... His whole bit is he's completely unflappable. He never sweats. Like, he's never yeah. bothered. He looks bored the entire time. And yeah. it really isn't interesting to watch someone solving a problem and not look at least a little bit vexed by it or not, like... Yeah. Str- like, it's not funny to watch Tim be up against this deadline and not be freaking out. It, to have him just be treating it like it's a big joke and he doesn't give a shit. Like, right. the fact that there is not an undercurrent of mania and stress and he is clearly like when the the bojack episode about this this is a huge crisis of of confidence for bojack it is stripping him down to his core and he is distracting himself by like trying to vacuum his apartment or doing drugs because it's like and you can see in that it's like i've got to do something so i don't think about how i'm a failure like this for tim is just (laughs) you know it's just another it's just another weekend yeah it's and you know what i almost feel like I might forgive it if the dream sequence was maybe longer, uh, came in earlier. Uh, <laughs> this Twin Peaks motherfucker over here. <laughs> if it hit harder with, um, you know, the the underlying neuroses about it. Like, mm-hmm. the, the dream sequence is really just, all my dreams are coming true. Here's a hot woman delivering a check and a Ferrari key and Oprah is singing my praises on her show and all this good shit is happening to me. I'm a big celebrity. And then I open my book and there's blank pages and I go, oh no, and I wake up. Like, that sucks. Uh, now, <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I I have another Bo that's not Bo Jack, but uh, yeah. we saw Bo is Afraid over the weekend. Oh my. Which, uh, honestly... <laughs> Having having only seen the trailer for that, I got watching this episode. I was like, I feel like I I feel like this is a similar vibe, sort of to Bo is afraid in terms of just a guy I, bouncing off himself. I would have appreciated, uh, um, uh, you know, the Doctor Giggles dream sequence that he had when he was in the hospital. You know, yeah. something a little a little more, I don't know, to balance the bullshit that he's doing when he's awake, uh, to to make some mistakes here, like. And Bo's Afraid, which is... I'm not necessarily endorsing people go see it because it's not as advertised. Uh, but <laughs> it's this kind of weird Brechtian, you know, uh, surrealist thing that is, plays entirely on psychology uh, that, I mean, maybe... Well, whatever. I don't need to go into... What? Landon, this is... Well, <laughs> welcome to Bo work. Yeah, I'm not going into the criticism corner here, but welcome to the uh, Aster House where we talk about Ari Aster. <laughs> uh uh you know what? People the in the Aster House, it's up in top of a tree and people lose their heads there quite often. Um, yeah. The other name for the podcast could be Asterology. That might make but that wouldn't ooh, set you up for the good hereditary I, joke. You know what? I I might I might take you up on doing that podcast. <laughs> okay, great. Maybe, I guess I'll is have that to... what comes after grunt work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe it is. It's a podcast where I watch a series of really disturbing horror movies that I am scared to watch, <laughs> and you enjoy yourself. Oh, the only only way I'll do that is that then after that, there's a podcast where I take you to zoning committee hearings in the San Fernando Valley and Ooh. talk to you about uh, R three conversions. So, do I have to pay attention? <laughs> uh, 
Landon, I, you know, it can't be worse than paying attention to this episode, I'll tell you that. That's true. Let me let me tie all this I'll, together, because I although, threw a lot of bullshit out there. Although, um, actually, uh, having been to some zoning committee hearings, there are a lot of white guys basically talking to themselves, so never mind. Uh, it's still pretty bad. Okay, tie it all together. <laughs> all right. Um, the dream sequence, which I think we should start to talk about. I, yes. You know, I, I think... There's a missed opportunity there for this to to you were talking about, you know, there's really nothing happening with Tim uh, uh, f- feeling any particular way about the distractions from writing. Yeah. And um, I feel like they've even they've even gone in that direction on the show before. I, I would have really liked to have seen another kind of wacky, like make it a, a season staple the way that they do Halloween episodes or whatever. Tim has this weird dream sequence episode. <laughs> I would be way into I love that. that. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it doesn't quite get as symbolic or like psychologically heavy. And I, it, it's another missed opportunity in this. And I, I otherwise hate this fucking dream sequence as well. So uh, here we are. Truman, bring I, us I, home. I mean, look, the, the thing with the dream sequence, I think, th- thank you for, thank you for passing that, that uh, grenade to me. <laughs> I just uh, set it on fire and threw it at you. Uh, I, I think the thing with this dream sequence and why it doesn't maybe measure up to other dream sequences we've seen is this was really something that they had to shoot in like an hour with basically people who were around the studio that day and then calling yeah. in favors with... Oprah, Jay Leno, and who the fuck is Lisa? Like, she's like a daytime talk show host who, you know, we, we cut to clips during Tim's dream sequence. It's like people, paparazzi taking photos of him, first person perspective. It's it's yeah. him being interviewed by the pizza guy who's now dressed up as an interviewer. And then it's fading to shots of like Oprah on her set saying, the new hottest book in America is, is Tim Allen's book about, or Tim Taylor's book about men. And Jay Leno saying, oh, did you see this? And, you know, like, but one of them is... Lisa, just the, that's the name yeah. of the show. It looks like Montel Williams set or something like yeah. that. I mean, that's I, the kind of show she was doing. It was a daytime talk show. Lisa Gibbons has been on the show before. Oh. She was the moderator of the worst episode last season. Oh. The last episode. Oh, boy. Uh, when Jill was on TV. Man, I, okay, I'm, I'm remembering this now. So... Now I want to know how, like, and we know how they had Jay Leno's number since he's been on the show before. How, what mm. is the what is the Oprah connection? How are they I hooked up with Oprah? I don't know, and I'm not like a big, you know, uh, not defender of that Oprah. She doesn't get anyone to defend herself, but yeah, uh, I think like, Oprah's okay. Yeah, I, she's totally fine. Um, it's <laughs> oh my god, I just paused it on a, I have, the, I have it playing in the background. I pause it on a. Uh, on a, on a newspaper, and I'm going to read the article in a second. Oh, uh, oh man, is are there some debris from a riverboat crash floating down <laughs> no, a river? I, not, I see another one, another newspaper coming at me in the background, and I'll, I'll see if there's any on that. But this one's about students demonstrating, uh, asking for better facilities. Those um, students always asking for better facilities. Ugh. Big headline is Toolman book anticipation is huge. <laughs> that um, wait, is, is that Toolman book colon anticipation is huge. <laughs> yes, that that, uh, that almost makes it seem like they're quoting the Toolman. Like that, like like if in the book he wrote anticipation <laughs> is huge. That's his big revelation. Uh, the next one says Taylor book not in stores yet. Riots ensue. <laughs> <laughs> Supply chain issues, man. Uh, path. Let's see. Pact lets U.S. to probe drug trade. Uh oh, uh, banking. Well, Bombing? I mean, he... Bal- building, breaking. 
oh, breaking? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think can't that, read. that the U.S. should probe how the banking industry we, is bankrolling the, the drug trade. So, I mean, yeah, great. Follow the money, right? It's all in the game, yo. Um, uh, wait, I got an update here. Yeah. Because uh, there, there are two two different headlines that co- or two newspapers that come by. Oh, New yeah. facilities to be dedicated uh, or to be de- dedicated as City Hall. Oh, well, okay. So, so the, so the, so the, the government's like, fuck you, students. We're going to take these new facilities and we're going to. That is. That is that is such a dick move. These these children have been demonstrating, and instead, you, you like the the mayor instead of giving the money to the school, just builds like a bigger office for himself. Woof. I, you know what? I hope I hope it's too it's too bad, honestly, that Randy moved to Costa Rica because I feel like he could really be lacerating that guy in the school newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So back to Oprah. I don't know how they got her number. I don't know why she would even agree to do this. Uh. I, I'm just kind of pouring through, like Lisa, as you said, is um she's got the kind of daytime talk show where she is walking through her audience the way that daytime talk show hosts often did, mm-hmm. and you could tell it's a it's a audience of women, and you could tell they're like, okay, before we get to the taping today, we just have to <laughs> while you're here, we just have to do a quick uh a quick pickup for another show. These people in the audience look so bored and <laughs> impatient with her. <laughs> They're like, I came here to see some chairs thrown. I came here to see who's who's baby daddy, and I have to listen about some sort of Toolman Taylor book. Fuck this. I don't even I don't even want to entertain the fictional possibility of having you talk to me about a book right now. I want drama, I want hair pulling, I do not yes. want I don't even want the 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 idea of a literary discussion to breach these hallowed halls. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I I also love that when Oprah is you know doing the promo for her show, she says that Toni Morrison is going to be on to read excerpts oh, from god. Tim's book. Which no, Landon, that's funny. That's probably the funniest thing in the episode. It's 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 funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I, I can't. It's I, funny, Landon. It's, it's meant to be a joke. I'll give it that. It is. It is a. It is a mildly amusing concept that celebrated author Toni Morrison would be reading excerpts from anyone else's book, let alone Tim Taylor's book. That is amusing, and also because this is a dream. The fact that Toni Morrison is in Tim's head, and this, like, so like he <laughs> he knows funny. who Toni Morrison is. That's funny. Yeah. If. If the episode was a little more self-aware, I'd find that more funny. Yeah. Instead, I just find it kind of depressing. Yeah. Um, they, you know what they they sh- they should have for the title of this episode, they should have run with the Tony Morrison thing and called it the Bluest Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I don't know. Take it. Yeah. I take yeah, it over but, Home Alone. Yeah, it's be- it's it's better. Sure. Um. So, uh, so yeah, uh, he's having these dreams, and then yeah, the dreams take a take a like he's at some sort of. Book signing or like, yeah, he has to read the book, but it's blank. I guess you already told people what happens. Is that is that Heidi who comes out in the bikini to give him a nope. check? No, that's that's just some somebody else. Somebody else. Okay, <laughs> Nikki Cortez. We'll get there in a minute. Good for Nikki Cortez. Um, I, I yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a it's a pizza induced dream that he has on the couch after shotgunning the entire pizza that the guy brought for him. Yeah, <laughs> and he screams in his dream, and we get a, a push in, and then you know the push in takes us back to reality. I have a, a quick question. This is completely irrelevant, but um, 
what else does grunt work for? How yeah. do you feel about extreme close-ups on mouths? I don't. The, I don't love them. I'm not their biggest <laughs> fan. I think <laughs> me that either. The the more because the more you look at a mouth, you begin to think about how disgusting mouths are and and like how <laughs> gross the concept of a hole in your face is and <laughs> kind of like it's well, like we're getting real deep on that i don't know it's like the same the same like concept of like in in everything everywhere all at once the hot dog hands are mm-hmm. like grotesque but the people in that universe take it as completely normal you kind of start to think that maybe mouths are completely grotesque and in a mouthless universe they would find this just as disturbing and disgusting as we find the hot dog fingers well, so yeah. an extreme close-up on a mouth makes me think all of those things everywhere all at once <laughs> what do you think about uh, extreme close-ups on mouths like i know you're not a fan I, but do you have any other extrapolations I don't I don't particularly like them, but I do find it's like I mean, in 2023, people, you know, any celebrity that's on TV because they're everything shot in HD has been, you know, they've had their mouth done. So, you know, you can get that close push up and it would be fine. They had a mouth lift. Back in the night, like look at Timothy Oliphant. But uh, the, the mouth lift is those novelty, uh, those novelty glasses from the beginning that makes you smile. <laughs> we push in on Tim's mouth, and I'm just like, "Wow, that is a mouth you wouldn't see today." <laughs> they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> and well, I'm not saying that, but uh, at least not in quality terms. But uh, well. I do think Maybe that technical terms. I do think that Tim Allen has lost a lot of work because of his mouth. I didn't mean it in necessarily <laughs> that specific way, but yeah, I guess I guess, yeah. I guess you're right. He, you know, his, if he if his mouth was a little more aesthetically pleasing, maybe uh, maybe no, well, he would have been in Toy Story Five no, or no, Lightyear. Okay, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, his mouth is fine. It's normal, and that's what I'm saying. Is like you wouldn't see a normal mouth today. You would see a completely perfectly aligned teeth with you know whitening and and whatever this is just like uh, oh that normalizes tim allen to me that's just a that's that's like a dad mouth (laughs) don't okay i know i realize we're getting a little weird weirdly deep with this (laughs) we don't need to go any further we don't we don't need to get too deep into the dad mouth you're right um dad mouth i think Dick Tracy villain. It, it's it's him and Alfredo face. Those are the. Oh, I that, thought it was a third wave ska band. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, look. Let's pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, and uh, keep uh, going with this episode. And this episode, get it over with. Yeah. Tim wakes yeah. up and goes to talk to Wilson. How about that? Yeah. He, what he what got... happens with Wilson? So Tim Tim wakes up and is in. It's the middle of the night and he's groggy. So naturally, he drinks a bunch of coffee and goes over to Wilson's garage to talk to Wilson. We don't see him drink the coffee. <laughs> Well, we don't see him drink the coffee. No, no, we had to we had to have more scenes of him making fart jokes in the tape recorder. Okay, actually, I'm sorry to come back. Tim earlier is making fart jokes or fart sounds into the tape recorder and then you know, he's had this whole scene with the pizza delivery guy. He's been out in the in the garage with him. He's then eaten the whole pizza. He lies down on the couch. He says, okay, let's hear what I wrote earlier. And he hits play, and the first thing he gets is a fart sound out of the tape recorder. And he gets kind of like goes, God, he throws the tape recorder away. <laughs> that actually also was a funny bit, because I'd forgotten he'd been doing that. It had been long enough. So it was a fun little surprise. Um, the, the point is, he... 
he drinks a bunch of coffee, supposedly, after waking up from his pizza coma, and then goes over to Wilson's and is just super hyped up on coffee and talking really fast, which I don't think has ever been a funny bit in a TV show or movie. Just no. the just person high on coffee doing things really fast? Eh. Okay. It's, it, you know, it's kind of like... Uh... It might have been funny once or twice, depending on the circumstances and who was doing it. But now it really feels like, do we like? I just saw a trailer. I can't even remember the name of the movie. Good dogs or good boys or something like that. And uh, oh, it's the one what? about the, the 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 celebrity voices of the dogs going on the adventure to find uh, 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 what's his face, the, uh, Will the Forte. guy's owner. Yeah, Will Forte. Yeah, yeah, to bite his dick off. Yes, uh, and you know it's it's <laughs> the play on that type of anyway I, I don't need to see another comedy where a group of people accidentally take hallucinogens <laughs> like uh, yeah that's been done we're yeah. we're, we're, at, we're at saturation point with that i absolutely i uh, don't don't watch the trailer for the movie 80 for brady because uh-oh those those old yeah, ladies well, exactly eat the wrong it. brownies and <laughs> hijinks <laughs> ensue yeah I don't know. I know that I haven't seen this, but I've heard there is an episode of the new party down where somebody like they, they all get dosed with mushrooms when they're serving. But the episode, you never see any effects on screen. You just see them acting strange and weird and freaking out over things, but you don't see what the things are. I kind of that's funnier. I appreciate it in that regard. Of course, that is what happens here. We don't see things the way that caffeinated tim sees it we just see him acting weird i think it's just because caffeine is the least amusing drug there there are so many funnier drug effects than caffeine <laughs> well uh yes agreed okay okay what what happens between him and and wilson he's talking fast what's he talking about uh, he's he's what's he talking so about wilson <laughs> yeah uh he he's just free associating really fa no he's he's not he, and tim is not either we should have drinking a bunch of espresso before this and we could have made our way through this quicker um yeah he just uh talks to wilson about how he's trying to write this book about what all men are and uh wilson basically tells him why don't you just write about yourself and Tim had never considered this, so then he goes back to the computer and writes three chapters in an indeterminate amount of time. Okay, so, I like that. You're just taking up the rest of the episode because, I mean, not much happens. Yeah. I really break down. Yeah, he finishes seven minutes ahead of his deadline, and he yeah. at one point foregoes going to the bathroom to write because he says, I have to finish this book so other guys have something to read in the bathroom. Another very unrealistic writer. <laughs> yes. Um, thing yeah absolutely um i did well I, I will mention um they have finished cleaning up wilson's garage you know we've been mm -hmm. in there a handful of times over the last season or two and it's been cluttered and hoardery um he's got it all organized now all of his old you know hand <laughs> handcrafted tools yeah uh, from the olden days are strewn about you know or organized on the pegboard in the back of the garage like he's living in a cracker barrel yeah, <laughs> not the not the worst place to to make a home, honestly. Um, and he's also he's he's washing the he's cleaning the windshield of his Studebaker from the inside, so that rag is blocking his mouth a lot of the time. So, yeah, you know, yeah, works. Do I? I don't know. Nah, I don't uh, know. All right, here, here's know. my next note because I don't have any. Like, okay, Tim, hurrah! Tim does this thing. Uh, he writes three chapters in what three hours? How good are these chapters? My note is, 
<laughs> when he finishes a chapter, he prints it out, which I guess this is 1999. That He's makes... not going to be necessarily emailing the chapters to his publisher i don't i don't think an email could contain a text file that large back then the (laughs) do do you want to do you want to tell folks how he was able to accomplish writing three chapters uh in what three hours well i mean i mean i don't know he he just he just used the computer he wrote in a word processor like Uh uh-huh uh-huh. Well, I, I he drink he drank a bunch of coffee. I, I uh-huh. like I don't I don't know. Like I feel like you're cueing me towards something that I don't know what is there. <laughs> well, when he prints it out, he's got like six inch margins. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he is definitely. He, like, he prints like mass paperback size page on a normal letter size page. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like. I feel like this is definitely a situation where he'll turn these in and it will he's buying himself like four days for the publisher to go like, okay, well, these are, um, this is like about 40% of what we actually need. Uh, we can't print with margins this tight or this wide, so uh, go again. <laughs> We're not going to print the book double space. Tim, try again. Right. <laughs> uh, and so after he finishes these three chapters, he's like, well, do I have time for one more? No, I don't, but... What about the? I'll take care of the dedication. Oh boy, oh boy. Jeremy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you've been championing this episode, so I'm gonna make you talk about this dedication. Uh, low point of the episode, unfortunately, it came right at the end. Tim just types, "This book is about men. It's for men, and it's dedicated to me." Which that that like if that had happened at the beginning of the episode, which logically it couldn't have, uh, I would have been. That would have broken me and made me mad about it the whole time. The fact that this comes at the very end, it's like, well, this episode's already been dumb. The ending was dumb. I'm I'm out. Like, my elation at being done with the episode <laughs> kind of, like, canceled out the fact that that's just a really dicky yeah. way to be. Um, okay, well, then to we be... go to the stinger. Yeah. <laughs> we go to the stinger where Tim is having Brad read uh, a few chapters. That's right. Brad, um, another person. Remember him, Brad? German. Yeah. <laughs> You've written a lot. Yeah. Um, you're a good writer. Mm. <laughs> I can I, I can verify that. I'm a I, writer. I I'm, uh, an authority on that. that okay, uh, you, you are an authority. Thank you, Landon. I appreciate that. Have you ever sat on the couch <laughs> next to someone and made them read it while you're there? Uh, n- no, because I love the people around me <laughs> and want to maintain relationships in my life although look i i hate to i hate to keep bringing up the the shadow villain of our podcast but that, i know that, i was gonna do it if you weren't that that foot loving director would uh when he had written his first draft of once upon a time in hollywood he he just had he'd like didn't it wasn't in a digital form it was just a physical copy that would and if you wanted to be in his movie like brad pitt just came and sat in his kitchen and read it while the director in question just sat there and drank coffee and watched him. And the script is like 180 pages long. So I, um, you know, I don't even, I don't even need to com- comment on that. I mean, like that, that speaks for itself. It's, it's a, uh, it, so it doesn't surprise me that Tim would do that. That Tim is so, he so craves affirmation and validation for what he's doing that he would want to sit and and drink in every reaction from the person. <laughs> uh, I, true. 
I mean, look, the things that he's written, though, so we get two quotes from what he's written. Uh, one yeah. is, men shouldn't be afraid to talk about their feelings so long as it's in the garage. And yeah. uh, nothing makes you feel more like a man than being a father. Nothing makes a man more scared than being one. Uh, that's where the challenge is. And look, I think that both of those are pretty dumb statements i'm gonna you know i they don't they're not really <laughs> I relevant can't really comment on the second but it feels pretty like i'd see that in a linkedin post somewhere and I, you know there'd be five people championing it and say that's so true mm-hmm. and uh i'd go it, on with my day going what did i get out of that what 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 insight did i gain that i did not have before yeah i mean i think both of these these comments are kind of like live laugh loves older brothers um <laughs> who both like not necessarily wiser though <laughs> no not not wiser just just older and and you know probably in fraternities um the, the, the but okay the quotes are yeah they're kind of dumb but honestly after the whole episode that had come before it hearing these like at the in the time having had my expectations so lowered by watching tim's process i was like Wow, actually, it's kind of kind of profound for for what produced it. It's like it's like if the movie, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think like if the movie if like you go watch the movie Snakes on a Plane, you're like that's dumb. If you then find out that that it was written by a room full of chimpanzees with type typewriters, you're like wow, actually, pretty good. Like so, I, I don't know. Like I I think that this. <laughs> I don't know where those Tim's two brainwashing come. that he he's no smarter than a chimp has worked on you. Uh, yes, that's, I, that's the level at which you're judging him. That's the that's why he succeeds in life. Because we true. don't hold him to the normal standard. You know, and 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 really, it's Tim's brainwashing on me has worked, and MVP 2s brainwashing of me has not worked because I don't expect that a chimpanzee is capable of brilliant things. Um, I, I don't know, but so I'm trying to think like, did, did they come up with these lines for the show or are these just wholly excerpted from don't stand too close to a naked man or something? Oh, I'm sure it's the only writing they did for this episode. Yeah. They just, I, I don't know. Do you think, do you think, do you think that a lot of it was improvised by Tim? Like just kind yeah. of like, uh, they just kind of, it was him on set and him just coming up with bits, bits to do and none yep. of them being really great bits. I think it it was basically this is what you would get if Tim Allen were to do a, a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. It's a here's a, a scenario, <laughs> a one paragraph scenario on the page. Tim, go improvise with it. And you get <laughs> fart noises and pencils being rocket ships. <laughs> I do. I do just want to see Larry David giving the stare down to Tim Allen, though. I feel like that one could go on for a while. <laughs> OK, OK. Oh god. Um um <clears throat> yeah. That's the end of the episode. That is. Thank god. Um what look Landon, you know what I think would cheer you up if you told me about mm. character actors. Yeah, it would. Yeah, Let's... listen to that joy back in his voice. Here he goes. I, I'm going to go in reverse order uh and start with Nikki Cortez. She had the least amount of screen time. She's the uh the person who comes and brings out the check. She's wearing the bikini and Yes. It's very and a lot of, male fantasy, but a lot of a lot of bodybuilder bronzer, honestly, which I was not aware yeah. was a male fantasy, which is sort of an interesting choice. But you know, again, well, I'm not I'm I'm not critiquing the appearance. I just look looking yeah. at her as like yeah, I feel like I'm. It's like when I see a women's bodybuilding show or something like that. You are the color of a bodybuilder. <laughs> oh I, I I don't know. <laughs> 
She she has five credits. Okay. Uh, she appeared on an episode of Just Shoot Me as a lingerie model. Mm. Uh, she had four episodes of VIP with Pamela Anderson. Oh, okay. Um, Playing a bodybuilder? Do you, you want to guess whether or not uh, any of her other credits are ER? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that no, she was not on an episode of ER. You are right. Okay, that's she good. That's was very good. Not uh, too I'm busy looking, lifting. I just wanted to do a quick search here to see if she, uh, if she, if she was like someone that worked in or was you know popular in the um, body lifting or you know anything like that because we did have mm-hmm. someone. I can't remember if it was earlier this season or last season that was uh, a champion body builder. Um, but just doing Nikki Cortez has brought up one too many uh, people, so I can't I can't say mm. one way or the mm. other. I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up being um, someone famous. Yeah, in yeah. in a certain circle. Yeah. No, I mean I'm 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 sure, but I mean that that might just have to be a mystery left to uh, left to time, I guess, or to grunt work work. Right. Oh, give me one more second here. Okay, search away. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not seeing. Uh. Pacific USA champions, men's bodybuilding. No, I'm not seeing anything. Um, it's. I'm not saying she's not. I'm just saying I can't find it while I'm recording. Um, that's fine. I, I think. I think the listeners will recover. I know that I'll find a way to move on. Um, okay. Okay. Who's up next? Who else have we got? We've got Kenny, the pizza guy slash the television personality in Tim's dream. Mm-hmm. Thomas Bankowski. Bankowski. That's a fun 16 name. Sixteen credits. His most recent was in twenty. 20- 08 mm. uh, on Boston Legal. Ah, yes. That his was a very first, 2008 show. His first was Third Rock from the Sun in 1996. Okay. A mm. TV show called Sashta, or Shasta McNasty. Shasta, I think. Shasta McNasty. Yeah. Or, or unless it's Shasta McNasty. It could be. I'd watch Shasta I didn't, I didn't McNasty. the accents over the A's. Yeah. Uh, the Felicity, The Shield, Scrubs. Oof. Oh, okay. Was mm. he on an episode of ER? I'm Even despite the Scrubs connection, I'm going to say no to ER. He was not on ER. Whew. Way to go. Oh, I'm proud of myself. Okay. Next up. Oh, Truman. Oh, Landon. Who we got? Where is do this, we begin with Getty big... Watanabe? Okay, yes, yes. The head of uh, Nakamura uh, uh, Novelties. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, 92 credits. Okay. Um, one of his first on-screen appearances, maybe his most popular, uh, he played Long Duck Dong uh, on 16 Candles. Ah, yes. Okay, there you go. It's one yeah. of the one of the most infamously racist portrayals of an Asian American person uh, in popular cinema at that time. Yeah, and unfortunately, he never really broke out of that. I mean, there were definitely more gradients to the characters he played. Um, like two episodes later, or two episodes, <laughs> two <laughs> movies later, he was in Gung Ho with Mr. George Went and mm. uh, Michael Keaton. It's just another, another like, oh man, look at these Japanese people, huh? How about that? They do business in a different way. 
Yeah, but I, there, there's more. Listen, I haven't seen it in a long time, but yeah. the the general conceit, whether or not they succeed at it, is about once you start to work together, you see the similarities between people. So even though it is a movie kind of about differences, it ends up being a movie about similarities. And there, and it's Jap- Japanese auto workers working together with mm-hmm. American auto workers, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. Now, it, it might still be racially insensitive, I'm not sure, uh, but at least it doesn't have malice in its heart. Okay. Uh, some of the other characters, though, he's played. Um, volunteers with John Candy and Tom Hanks. Mm. Uh, he... Had actually kind of a, well, I would say an interesting role, but he was in Vamp, uh, this horror movie starring Grace Jones. Mm. Um, you probably know him best as Cooney from uh, UHF. Oh, wait, the, the guy who uh, runs the, the karate studio next door. You So Stupid and everything. Oh, yes. yes, You So Stupid, Wheel of Fish. Okay, Yep. well, that's, all right, okay, that's... That's a role that I liked, so I guess I'm not going to consider whether his character was a stereotype it's, there. Yeah, that's the sort of, I think UHF is kind of like where you start to see, they're not really, I mean, they're making fun of his voice, kind of, but it's not really the joke. It's mm-hmm. kind of this weird gray area. It's still not fantastic. I mean, he's playing a karate instructor, but, <laughs> and there's no, like, real agency or, or gradient to the character, but it's but, meant for broad stroke comedy. Yeah, there's also, I mean, we're talking about Weird Al's UHF, which is not a movie revered for, uh, you know, gradients or, or of character or anything like that. So I, yeah, I, maybe, I maybe it's excuse. The the one thing that I think, I mean, it, they are, they never get into gradients of character, but the, the overarching theme of that movie is, you know, a group of misfits and outsiders and people who are looked down upon gather together to create a giant, you know, successful TV station to take down the corporate right white news. So, yeah. That, yeah. True. True. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. UHF rules. I, I, I basically, the, the main takeaway from this episode is that we should all go watch UHF instead of this. Um, <laughs> he was in gremlins Two: the new batch. Oh, wow. I, so I, I'm just illustrating here, um, boys on the side, uh, that thing you do. He played in an episode of Seinfeld. He was in Booty Call. Uh, he did a voice in Mulan. He was an uncredited extra uh, in featured extra in Armageddon. So I, I'm just kind of giving this breadth of his career in that, like, he often had one role or one line in a role in a movie in a big movie, or he had a, a bit part like this on a TV series, but. He was consistent throughout my whole life. Uh, mm. He just kept popping up in places. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did some voices on The Rugrats, The Simpsons. Um, I have more to talk about with him, but let's play our, our game. Was he on ER? Uh, I'm going to say yes, he was on ER. Getty Watanabe was on 58 episodes of ER. 58 episodes? He is that was a featured character actor uh, playing Nurse Yosh Takata. Uh, I think, I, I haven't seen it, but some very preliminary research said that um, he was playing a gay nurse. Uh, one Ooh. of the, I think the epi- a series' first gay characters. Wow, okay. Yeah. That's, that's okay. I'm That's really cool. I'm happy for him. That's, uh, that's awesome. Well done, Getty Watanabe. He is... Now, here's the thing is that, you know, he's been kind of typecast as playing a character with this thick Japanese accent in most mm. things that he's done. Yeah. He's from Utah. Great. <laughs> Born and Great. bred. 
Uh, I mean, you watch an interview with him, and it's just you know a perfect American accent. And I'm not you know taking anyone to task for finding work. You gotta no, do no, what no. you gotta do. The, the the sighing is about the industry that that did this, yeah. not that like yeah get get jobs, man. Do do what you gotta. Um, I want to play you something because uh, this is kind of I don't know. I, I think Getty Watanabe is kind of I I don't I don't I, I don't know how how extreme I wanna wanna say this, but um I think he is kind of a little bit uh like a in the same category as Kihuai Kwan, where mm-hmm. yeah. he has so much more talent than he's ever really been given the ability to do. Mm-hmm. One of his first things was he um, originated a character in Stephen Sondheim's uh, uh, Pacific, what was it called? Uh, Pacific Overtures. Mm-hmm. He has a magnificent singing voice. Uh, and I want to just, if you don't mind, I'd just like to play just a tiny little bit here. Uh, so this is just, a, it's a song about, it's called Someone in a Tree. And mm. there will be two people singing this. He's got the kind of higher pitch voice. Yeah. Okay, ready? Ready. I was younger then. That's him. Wow. In between the eaves I can see. Tell me what I see. I was only ten. Jesus. I see men and batting. Some are old, some chatting. If it... Okay. I'll, wow. I'll, I'll keep it there, but you can go watch on YouTube. Uh, there's lots of clips of uh, Pacific Overtures that you can see uh, him performing in. Yeah, God, he's got a he's got a great voice and yep. i you know it, it kind of kind of makes it all the more galling that nobody's really capitalized on this at least double potentially triple threat of a of an actor and, and singer <laughs> he, i mean can he dance seriously he he could be an egot if yeah. uh if he, he got the opportunities so yeah if he, he got um, the chance i i don't know what more i want to say i mean he's got a really interesting background uh he has a whole history his parents were in internment camps so he's got like a just like a really interesting backstory uh and Mm -hmm. i highly recommend people go check out um the breadth of his work and and start signing petitions to get more things yeah he's just he seems like such a sweet guy if you watch the interviews with him too he's just like so grateful and i don't know i really appreciate him well i'm you know i i'm glad i i guess i'm glad that he had a kind of dignified appearance on this show even though he is basically hawking novelty goods but then i'm also sad that of all the home improvement episodes to be on it was this one kind of the the weirdest and most completely off the wall (laughs) um (sighs) here's a uh uh imdb trivia okay give me that let's let's collectively decide whether we want to thumbs up it or thumbs down it (laughs) okay all right tim says bingo bango bongo if he said Irving, he'd have named the members of the rock band the Mosquitoes from Gilligan's Island. I'm going to say thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs I'm down on that one. There. Yeah, I don't think that's good trivia. I, I think that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that is a but barely a interesting coincidence. I mean, it's yeah. Look, it's great content. It's bad trivia. There is a there is a difference. The bar for the bar for content is so much lower than trivia. Um, 
we we just we just need to make it a little bit easier for people to do their laundry and have something to to forget about. Um, <laughs> all right. So so look, I, I think we've I think we've we we done covered this episode, right? I think it's it's locked down. Well, you we want got two more things? Oh, we got two more Truman. things. We got two more things. Sherman, yeah. what did you learn from this episode? Oh, of course. What did I learn? Okay, now, to be fair, it has been a minute since we've done a home improvement episode. Uh, I've learned that uh, solitude is a beautiful thing, and it's really great to spend time alone. and can be very invigorating to uh, be alone with your thoughts, and that can prompt... Um, some you know some great relaxation and some great personal reflection and great personal growth and um you know and that didn't happen in this episode but it just makes you think about how that that can happen when you're not in this episode um mm. what did what did you learn um enough, literally nothing i learned that tim has uh, circa 1999 a dad mouth yeah, you. <laughs> he he's still a dad. He probably still has a dad mouth. Um, I don't know. He seems more put together these days. I, I bet he's had mouth work. Yeah, you you think that you think when he was doing all of the uh, all of the the lifting and and getting in shape for crazy on the outside that he also was doing mouth exercises <laughs> to just get his get his let's, mouth let's, on fleek. Let's do a let's do a Google search. Yeah, Alan mouth. That 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 was what that was what broke your old TV. His mouth was just too perfect in in that movie oh. for uh, for the, uh, the screen to handle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't quite tell. Yeah, they look they look a lot they look a lot different now. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm sorry I made you compare mouths. Um, <laughs> but that's that's where you we didn't. got to. The stupid episode did. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. You right, want every we, you want every character to be Wilson, where you can't see their mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that um, so much okay. to ask? Uh? Yes. No. 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 I got to do that over because okay. we we you you coached me last time and I forgot everything, so I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. Because you said you got to start lower and then you yeah. got to like hang it high real fast, right? Hang it high. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh? Oh, too, too, you, yeah, you, you, sp- you spiked myself it. With spiked that it a little. Yeah, I know. I, I could hear the the fear. Uh, yeah, you 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 peaked. I think too high at the top end, but you start you started yeah. in a great place. You just don't need you don't need to ramp up that hill so fast. So uh, there you go. That's I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little squeaky with it. You, I, yeah, I do you're, feel you're like still, my balls are in a vice. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 cresting a, a little too fast, but you're you're like otherwise like the 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 low is great, and it's just the high. Uh, it's just, it's, there you go. That's better. Yeah, that's a lot. All better. right, I'll yeah. practice for next time. Good. Yeah, you better. I expect that you will. Um, <laughs> how many grunts do you think there were in this episode? The, the grunt count. Wow, German. This episode actually made us work. Maybe yeah, that's I, the most interesting part of this episode. Is true. We got to see how he spells. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, which the, is the, just R. Yes. Yeah, I know. We've been we've been putting way too much thought into it. We just had to type the letter R in in all caps. <laughs> I think he's even done that in a tweet before. Um, uh, what well, what do you think his favorite uh, Bollywood movie was from the past year? R R R. Yeah, because because neither of us could think of another Bollywood movie to to throw out there as a, as a misdirect joke. Even these two <laughs> cinephiles are not are not up enough on uh, international cinema. Shame on both of us. Dear, I am just not on Bollywood. Yeah, I, I, not because I have anything against Bollywood. It just doesn't 
cross my path very often. Yeah, no, um, I get it. I but get I it. should force my path to go in that direction. That's the yeah. thing. You know what? I'm going to do that. Right now, I'm currently, listeners might remember last year, uh, I am in the throes of Landon Palooza. Mm-hmm. And I have not added any any Bollywood movies to my list. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe you could start with uh, Chip Kali starring Yashpal Sharma, Yogesh Bardwaj, and Tanish the Bishwas. Is that from this year? Uh, that is from this year. This actually, it, yeah, it came out like a week ago. Or you could get Kissy Ka by Kissy Ka John, uh, which this Salman feels Khan. like it's heading in <laughs> a bad well, direction. Oh, there's one that's just called Pinky Beauty Parlor, or there's uh, Gumra, okay. which seems to be about bodybuilding. Um, oh. So, though, yeah, so we could have said any I've of seen those. RRR. Names. Does that? Yeah. I've, I've, I haven't even seen RRR, but every time someone tells me that I should watch it, I'm always like, you sound <laughs> right. like Tim Allen, but it's as good as I can get. <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley over here. Uh, I've seen Sholay. I've seen Payasa. Uh, those are all classic Bollywood movies. Anyway, yeah, okay. we're here to talk about grunting. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that's the podcast we do the saddest anyone has ever sounded saying those words (laughs) we're here to talk about grunting it's actually the sequel to we have to talk about kevin it's where our parents have to have to figure out what to do with us um we have to figure out what to do with our parents yeah oh man that okay well great guys really depressing place we've gotten to how many grunts do you think there were in this episode so i was that's what okay i remember where i left off uh that surprised me how many there were. I tried to count along. I actually lost count. Like there were so many that I, because mm-hmm. there there's a certain grunt that I'm like, oh, will Truman count that? Yeah. And then as that was going through my head, I think a few more went by. <laughs> uh, so I I have a number, but I I'm not confident in it. Okay, g- give me give me the number, and we'll see. Because I had I I had to watch this scene multiple times to get what I feel is an accurate count. Well, it's uh, he grunts more than just in that scene, though, too. When he's he, uh, so the scene is when he's typing on the computer a a a b b b c c c yeah 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 oh 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 yeah. Um, so I, I think in that sequence he does it ten times, and then I believe he does another three count somewhere else in the episode. My number was fourteen, uh, but ah. I don't feel like it's quite right. So so my number that I got to was twelve. So it's Whoa. so it's it's the it's the ten in that scene, and then it's a two count later on where it like it seems like it it's it's one that doesn't count as a grunt, and then two that like there's one where he's like do, doing a sound that is not a grunt, like it doesn't fit our definition of it, but then he goes into two grunts after it. So we get up to a total I, I was... of twelve. Kind of curious about that because he, when he's typing, we are literally seeing what he is. So, because he does R R R, and those are clearly grunts because he does nine of them. Yes, but he does a few on the O's as well. Do you count those as grunts? I wasn't counting those because there's a lot of times on the show where he does kind of like, which is kind of more of a monkey sound, and we haven't uh-huh. counted those as grunts. We've said that it has to get, it has to be low and growly like that to count as a grunt. The R's get that treatment. The O's are the monkey okay. sounds. Uh? Yep, yep, that's a grunt. <laughs> oh, that's not. Do you count that oh. one? No, I, I well, I didn't count yours because I only count Tim Allen's grunt. We, oh, and I right. made very right. clear all these yeah, years right. that we've been doing the show. People are always saying, "Oh, why don't you count all the other grunts?" 
because it's only <laughs> Tim Allen's. I see. I have to play the dunce for the listeners. Uh, okay. Well, thank you. Thank you know the listeners. The listeners appreciate that, and it's it. You're playing against type. If I'm going to be honest. <laughs> well, uh, no comment on that. As I blush, uh, let's end this episode because I don't yes. want to talk about this episode anymore. You don't. You don't want to blush anymore. Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> um. I got a little post amble here. Clearly, okay. we're back doing doing the episodes. Um, I think we're, I think our crisis is over. Oh, our long national nightmare is at an end. <laughs> I think we're back up in the feeds, uh, in the podcatchers. There's one notable exception, which is Spotify. It mm. may or may not be fixed by the time you're listening to this, but right now we've got kind of a Spider Man meme. Uh, situation going on over at Spotify. Wait, there's, there's an, two another... works out there. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> They're both us. Oh, They're both okay. us, well, that's but better. one is, yeah, one is an old feed that I'm trying. I'm trying to work with them to get them to update it, but there's like this whole authentication process, and it takes time. Uh, so. Everyone who is subscribed to us on Spotify is subscribed to the feed that is not getting new episodes. There is another one out there that are giving the new episodes, but I want to get the new episodes over to the feed where the people are already subscribed so that we don't lose followers and that we're not, uh, you know, we make it easy for everyone to listen to us. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to, well, we, we don't want to make this, this any more taxing than it already is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that's just an update on that. And I think from here, uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances, uh, we, we might be on a clear path to the end. Oh, okay, we're on. We're okay. No more. No more unfortunate uh, oopsies. No more faking the audience well, out into thinking we're starting I guess, over. I guess you can never know if your podcast gets hit by a car, <laughs> but uh, you know anything can happen. But yeah, yeah. Bar, as I said, barring anything unforeseen, um, I think I think we're I think we're thirteen episodes out. Oh we're God. we're almost to the ten episode countdown. Oh man. Well, uh, hopefully, hopefully these next thirteen episodes are a little bit more lucid than this one, and uh, and maybe maybe the show will start I taking can't make its, any promises. its limited time left a little more seriously. I mean, we're getting into the hot months, so oh, oh god, <laughs> I don't think either well, of us can promise anything. I, I mean, I mean, look, when I mean lucidity, I mean episodes of home improvement. This show is not even on a first name basis with lucidity. Oh. Like that's that's <laughs> way out the window. <laughs> uh all right well then let's just uh wrap this up by saying grunt work is made possible and has been made possible through this trying time by our patrons uh if you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us to support the show consider becoming an official grunt head sponsor over at patreon.com slash grunt pod where for only a single dollar which goes a long way you would you yeah. believe how much that helps us uh, you can get access to our entire supplemental show, Grunt Work Nights, where there are over 200 episodes just waiting for you to listen should you make that choice in your life. Yeah. Leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to Apple Podcasts. <laughs> just going to leave that hanging out there. That's, that's smart. That's Pretend that, like that, I didn't I, make a yeah, mistake. It got, got me thinking for a second, but then it, then it all clicked. Yeah. <laughs> uh you fucked up, not me. Uh, mm, wow. <laughs> leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts because it's the fastest, easiest way to support us uh, and cheapest. And it goes mm-hmm. a long way to help others find the show. True. It does. Stop Please by. Do say hi on Twitter, Instagram, Gruntwork Pod, or visit our brand new website at www.gruntworkpodcast.com slash brand new. 
slash new website smell. That will lead you to a 404 error, I guarantee it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but on a but a brand new 404 error, the likes of which you have not true, seen before. You can go to our same URL, new website, which is paid for by our patrons, and we really appreciate that. Um, and until next week, when we bring you episode 15 of Home Improvement Season 8, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps, and remember, don't stand too close to a naked man. Huh?